welcome to Church Talk. Our goal is to equip and empower church planters, ministers, leaders and deacons to build the church of Jesus Christ the way he wants us to. In today's podcast, Pastor Pritchi would answer a few of the questions that would help a new church planter. Enjoy this conversation. Good morning and greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to Church Talk podcast. This morning I am excited to let you know that you are doing the right thing serving God and serving the church is the ultimate calling that we can have here on this planet. The church is in fact the body of Jesus. It is the expression of Jesus on the earth today and the more that we can become active in serving God in serving the church in building the church partnering with god to build the church on the earth the more we will be able to bring the heart the hands and the feet of jesus onto this world and my prayer is that this morning's devotion conversation will be a blessing to each and every one of you who are planting churches pastoring churches uh, you know just serving as ushers or worship team members in your own churches whatever you are doing may the lord use you and help you and equip you to do that in the best way possible my prayer is that none of us will lose the focus off of jesus in our pursuit to build a church or to plant a church our ultimate focus has to be jesus himself it cannot be the blessings that we will get because of planting a church it cannot be the people that we will receive as members in our church or the fame that we will get when more people start following us it always and always has to continue to be jesus he is our audience of one he is our ultimate devotion and affection and and as long as we can keep jesus as the center of it all we will get all of our answers in the right place So yesterday I got to meet with one of our pastors who is planting a church in Gurgaon in Delhi Pastor Augustine if you're ever in Delhi or Gurgaon area you're welcome to connect with him and drop into this particular church uh, he is named this church Beacon Church and he's praying and believing God for a church plant in that area so he asked me a couple of questions and I'd like to answer those questions here on this podcast and i pray that this conversation that i had with him will actually be a benefit to each and every one of you who is out there to serve and help and minister in the church the bible talks about how jesus said that he is the one who is building the church and that no gates no powers no principalities of the enemy of hell will be able to overpower the power of the church the capacity of the church so we have to trust god and we have to lean in and tune into his heart and build the church in partnership with what jesus is already building he is the foundation he is the cornerstone he is uh, the one that is filling the church and he is the head of the church amen Uh, so the first question that he asked was what does a church planter do especially when he moves to a new place 
what are the things that he should do in his initial stages because you know when you move to a new place you may not necessarily have a stage or a, a platform or a following usually when you pioneer a ministry unless you have a lot of money to do a lot of marketing and advertisement you have to start from the scratch and that can be sometimes very painful and hard because uh, you have to take it slow you have to take it one day at a time and you have to take it with uh, small small portions of assignments now one of the first and the most important thing to understand is that when we move to a place you may not necessarily have uh, to immediately start functioning as a pastor especially if you're going there to plant a church when you think about church planting we usually you know position ourselves as a pastor we begin to look at uh, our ministry as a pastoral ministry but before we do that it is necessary that we learn to uh, function first as an evangelist see you cannot be a pastor if you do not have a congregation of your own if you do not have uh, people that are coming to receive from you so it is necessary that first and foremost we do the hard work of becoming an evangelist the bible says in second timothy i think uh, paul is telling timothy that you need to do the hard work of an evangelist now if you study history uh, this man by the name timothy he happened to be the bishop of ephesus or the overseer over the churches at ephesus by the time he died but that is not where he began he began uh, probably as an evangelist when paul was sending timothy out to the mission field he gave him this instruction you need to do the hard work of an evangelist now i'm sure that every one of us will have to do evangelism everybody will have to do pastoral care at some point or the other every one of us will need to minister prophetically and and uh, carry an apostolic mandate and teach the word of god all of that is for sure there but sometimes what happens with us is that because we are too stuck up with our calling or our root uh, original basic calling from the lord we are completely unaware of those hard work that the lord wants us to do wherever we are placed right now see i may be called to become a pastor but the journey to become a pastor may be by first doing the hard work of becoming an evangelist like joseph he did not reach the palace overnight he had to first serve in potiphar's house he had to serve in the prison and finally he served as the prime minister of the nation so these two posts that he served in before reaching the palace they helped train him helped navigate him direct him towards the palace so sometimes on your way to your destiny to seeing your calling manifest completely you may have to walk through other places now my saying that once you become a pastor you are not an evangelist anymore absolutely not i'm just saying that uh, you would have to focus more on pastoral care especially if that is your calling you would have to focus more on that and less on other things you 
still need to evangelize you still need to help people you still need to prophesy you still need to uh, walk in every gifting that the lord has blessed you with and yet you need to focus on your primary calling in each season of your life but when you move afresh to a place you need to uh, assess the ground situation and you need to see what is the biggest area of need in this place is it an awareness about jesus is it worship is it a prayer that is the biggest need in this place what is the primary need and try to fill in those primary needs till the lord blesses you with a platform with a follower with multiple followers and and also it is going to be a journey it is not going to happen overnight for everybody for some people that i know they've had overnight success with church planting for some people i know they have had to work uh, for a long duration definitely the the outcome is going to be based on the techniques that we apply and the strategies that we use and all of that but you should understand that growth always comes from god your promotion always comes from god it doesn't come from your techniques and strategies if your promotion and growth came because of your techniques and strategies then that promotion is definitely not biblical it is not something that is going to glorify god your blessing your the the fact that your church is increasing it has to be purely the work of god and when we surrender ourselves to god when we humble ourselves before god he will deem us trustworthy to give us people in his time when he believes that it is time the real question is are we willing to be faithful are we willing to give our 100% are we willing to give our best in serving the people or the place that god has taken us to that's very very important for us to consider the second question that uh, this man of god asked me is how should a church planter take care of his mental and spiritual health especially if that person is single or from your experience as a newly married church planter when you were planting your church what were some of the challenges that you found and what were the solutions to those challenges now that's a very important and an interesting question and something that we have to pay heed and attention to especially if you are a church planter or if you are pioneering a move of god it can even be a business that you are starting it could be anything you may be starting something afresh something new and especially if it is something in the area of spirituality like you are organizing a conference or you are organizing a meeting or whatever you are going to find those initial stages to be extremely uh, struggle filled you know you would see that that is how it was for jesus that's how it is for john the baptist that is how it was for apostle paul that is how it was for the 12 disciples every one of them the initial days were not the most pleasing and fun filled days even though they were um, the times when they were the most intimate with their master and their lord and their savior they still had its own shares of challenges and that is why it was very important for them to take care of their own emotional physical mental uh, health and uh, 
and grow in their relationship with God. And when we are surrounded by all kinds of waves, like Apostle Peter was when he was walking on the water, you know, that is the whole, you know, uh, graduation or the shift. Uh, when you're sitting on the boat, you have the others that are helping you, talking to you, encouraging you and uh, doing all those things with you. But when you step out into the water, when you move to a new place or a new city and you take a step of faith to do something that is completely unknown or unreached, and uh, that place is going to be very tempting and sometimes even very lonely. Sometimes it may be a place where you do not have any answers as to what is going to come to pass in the days to come. And in those days especially, you need to surrender yourself to God 100%. Now, Peter, the mistake that he made was to look at the wind, the waves and the struggles and the problems around him. And the more that he looked at those wind and the waves, the more he began to sink. But the more that we gaze at Jesus, look at the face of Jesus, worship him in everything. I think that the primary reason for all anxiety, depression, mental health struggles is because we do not gaze at Jesus. When we gaze at him, when we fill our mind with him, when we fill our thoughts with him, when we fill our emotions and our dreams, everything with him, then there will be no place left for anxiety. There will be no place left for discouragement. And not only will you not be worried and anxious, but also your foot will begin to uh, walk steady. The same Peter who was initially walking on the water as soon as he began to look at the wind and the waves, he began to sink. Now, hey, Peter, what, 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 what was the difference between then and now? The only thing that changed was the affection or his gaze or his devotion or his worship. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, he immediately began to sink. That is going to be true for a church planter. For a business guy, somebody who's pioneering a new business, uh, you're starting a new married life, whatever area of life you are in, the day that you take your eyes off of Jesus, the day that you take your affection off of Jesus and put it on other things, you are doomed to sink. The problem with many of us is that we are not even realizing that uh, we are sinking and we realize it much, much later. Peter, his, prob his uh, blessing was that as soon as he began to sink, he called out to Jesus and Jesus came to help him. What we do is we just let it go and go on and on and on till we are finally underwater and then we are too far away and then we are trying to call for help and try to come out. And my prayer is that this season, we will fix our gaze on Jesus, you know. One interesting aspect of this question was, was there any difference when you are single and when you are married? I think when you are married, the struggle is bigger. That's why Apostle Paul said that if you are not serious about marriage, then just don't get married. Just serve God without marriage. 
Um, when you get married, you're not just responsible for yourself. You're also responsible for your spouse. And that is why uh, the, rush, the spiritual weight and the spiritual um, burden that you carry, everything has to be uh, extra high when you are already married. Sometimes we think that marriage is the answer to loneliness. It's absolutely not. You still need to depend on God twice as much as when you did what you did when you were single. Because now you're not just seeking God for yourself. You're also praying for your spouse and upholding your spouse. In spite of the fact that your spouse may be a believer or walking with God, all of that may be true. Even then, you need to walk with God with a higher intensity and ferociousness. So, so um, I don't think that just because you're married, you need to walk with God less. I think you need to walk with God even more. You need to be dependent on God even higher. And the Bible goes on to say in uh, uh, in several portions, Genesis chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 5, and in the book of Matthew, Jesus said it, the, the two, they will be one. They, will, they shall be one flesh. They shall be one. That is what marriage truly does. Marriage unites two people into one commonality, one spirit, one soul, one flesh. And although in the eyes of God, we have uh, two different spirits and two different souls, we have two different bodies and everything, we are technically supposed to function as one. We are supposed to uh, work together as one and that requires a lot of work that requires a lot of alignment with each other and synchronization with each other and uh, my prayer is that you would become very conscious about your relationships and you would become very active in uh, pursuing peace in your relationships if you're serious about your ministry if you are going to take your relationships carelessly then your ministry is going to be really, really hard. Your walk with God is going to be even harder. Everything in your life is going to get affected if you do not pay attention to how you conduct yourself in the, uh, in the context of relationships. And uh, I hope that that was something that spoke to you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Make him your affection. Make him your devotion. That is the best way to take care of your physical spiritual, emotional, mental health in every season of life. Apart from that, of course, you can learn from different people, listen to podcasts and, you know, uh, just read books, whatever you can do in whichever area of need you have. You can do all of that. But the primary thing is to keep your eyes on Jesus. The third question that he asked me is... Uh, See, when a church growth uh, is sometimes dependent on the key leaders and quality leaders that we appoint in the initial stages of uh, the church planting, uh, how do we identify who these people are? How do we understand when to appoint somebody as leaders? How do, how do we find qualified and committed people who are willing to work with us and they will eventually help us build the structure, the culture, everything. I think, um, although this is a very valid question, the answer is that we will never find a person qualified enough. Uh, 
committed enough, helpful enough, or somebody who is pure enough, who has a great character uh, to serve God. Look at the 12 guys that Jesus himself got. The Bible talks about how many times Jesus would be frustrated with them. Now, this is Jesus that we are talking about. He cannot make any mistake in selecting these guys. He prayed an entire night and he did not make any mistake in teaching them. He taught them throughout the whole three and a half years. And yet, the twelve, they ran away at the first problem. The twelve, they hardly understood the vision and the heart of Jesus. They hardly understood the commission that Jesus was giving them. In fact, several points Jesus asked them, How long am I going to be with you guys? What is your problem? What is your faith? Where is your faith? What? Why is it that you are not able to get what I am telling you? Why is it that you are not able to see what I am trying to show you? Here I am trying to show you the Father and everything and you are still asking me to show you the Father. I am uh, the representation of the Father. At one point, these guys came to Jesus and asked, Is it now that you are going to establish the kingdom and take over the throne in Israel? And Jesus is like, guys, you've, you've been with me so long and you still don't understand this, that the times and the seasons, God will decide. But right now, we have to establish the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man. And, you know, if this is true about Jesus in his relationship with the disciples, how much more is it going to be true for each and every one of you out there that is trying to plant a church or uh, partner with God to start a church? Your leaders are going to be imperfect. Your leaders are going to get the wrong vision most of the time. Your leaders are going to misunderstand you most of the time. But you need to make a constant practice of taking them back to God. What did Jesus do with these guys? He said, there is so much more that I want to tell you, but I know that you will not understand it. You will not get it. So therefore, why don't you go and wait for the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you will be my witnesses. Then you will carry my vision. Then you will go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what Jesus did is, he taught them the word of God. He trained them in the best way possible and then led them to the place where they will be hungry and expecting an encounter with God themselves. And... Once they had that encounter with God, once they were filled in the Holy Spirit, the Lord started using them. Now, God is not just with them, like Jesus was God, God with us, right? That's the name that the angel gave to Jesus. He said his name will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, that may be true about the presence of Jesus with us, but when Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came, he was not just with them, he was in them, fueling them from the inside. And when we reach that place where we are being fueled from the inside, our desires, our commitment, our devotion, everything gets realigned. So one of the primary ways in which you can raise, train and equip a leader for your church is to help them encounter God, to help them bring their hearts, their lives, and give their 
hearts completely to God, where they can receive this powerful personal revelation of who God is. You know, at this there's this one place where Peter told Jesus, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus told him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. He was saying that it is not my teachings and my time that I spent with you and all of the uh, physical affection that you and I have that revealed this to you. This came from my father in heaven. He was telling him that, hey, you have to understand this. This is a divine revelation. This has come from something outside of just normal, regular teaching. Now, I'm not devaluing teaching or resources or all the things that we can do to facilitate growth in our leadership teams. You should do all of that. And Jesus did a lot of that. You know, I'm not undervaluing that. You have to train and teach and do all of that. But expecting that your leaders will catch your vision just because you have done a a, a three-point vision casting system and a meeting and a chart and a PowerPoint presentation, that is not possible. Even Jesus himself could not cast his vision into the disciples by just by teaching alone. It required that encounter with God to embed the words of Jesus into their spirits. So uh, going forward, you can teach your children, you can teach your disciples, you can teach the people in your church, but may it all be directed to bringing them to a place of deep, personal, real encounter with God. You know, so often as pastors, we try to give them our solutions. This is what worked for me. This is what I did. So as long as you do what I did, you are going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And uh, that is not what they need. What they need is not just a solution. What they need is an encounter with God. The more that we keep giving solutions to people, instead of giving them principles and pathways to that encounter, the more we deprive them of, of real uh, life that they can experience, real transformation that they can experience, real revelation that they can experience, not from flesh and blood, not from human ideology and teaching, but something that comes from up above a baptism of the Holy Spirit, a re-baptism of the Holy Spirit, a daily infilling presence and revelation of the Holy Spirit where Jesus begins to become real and personal to your people. Man, I pray that each and every one of us will endeavor to be a leader like that, endeavor to be a pastor or an elder or a worship leader or a, 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 a worship team head or a prayer team head like that, a, a leader who is going to get people to encounter God, bring people to that place of encounter with God. And one of the best ways to do that is for you to walk in constant encounters with God. That is going to bring them to a place where they are hungry. They are going to want what you have and automatically they are going to be driven to God themselves. I have a few more questions to discuss but we are out of time i hope to continue in the upcoming episodes but 
Meanwhile, can I just pray for each and every one of you who are listening to me? I know that this kind of podcast may not be helpful for a lot of other people, but my heart is in the area of church planting and I know how important it is for us to plant godly churches that is going to represent Christ in the highest, the best, the most beautiful way possible. And that is why we do these podcasts just to help you and equip you to plant churches in the right way with the right heart and going into the right direction. May the Lord bless you. Let's pray together. Dear Father, we invite your presence this afternoon, evening, morning, whenever your children are listening to me. May your grace take over our weaknesses. May your grace help us to function in the best of our abilities, in the best of our callings. May your grace help us to adapt to those things that we need to adapt so that we can be functional, completely functional in our callings. And Lord, we pray that your grace will help us to not just um, adapt in our calling, but also to keep our gaze always completely upon you. May we never take our eyes off of you. And we also pray that in our leadership, in our teaching, in our direction, may we always lead people to a place where they can encounter you. They can see you for themselves. They can have a revelation of who you are in their own personal lives. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that this was a blessing to you. If you have any questions of this sort, feel free to write to us. My email ID is info at the rate You know, we love creating resources like this uh, to especially help uh, church planters. And if you are blessed and if you'd like to help create more of these resources, please head on to our website, uh, pastorprigy.com donate. And whatever the Lord leads you, feel free to uh, contribute. We would like to even bring many guest speakers on these podcasts, many people who have more uh, experience and anointing than I have to plan churches and get wisdom and understanding from them. So you may not be a church planter, but you would like to help in the planting of these churches, then why don't you uh, support us financially so that we are able to make these resources available for God's people. Thank you once again for tuning in. May the Lord bless you and have a blessed weekend ahead. We hope you were blessed and edified by this podcast. To get more of such resources or to support the making of these resources, tune into pastorpreview.com.